Welcome, everyone, to the Dial-Up Movie Club. We made it, fellas. We good finally made here. it. It's good to be here. <laughs> that was something. That was something. <laughs> All right. For those of you who are here in the future, we are not reviewing a movie this week. We are instead going to do a little get-to-know-ya, some questions we written up, prepared, and this is our first episode. So no movie this week. But stay tuned to the end, where I will be announcing what my first pick is. So Woo, very exciting, exciting. stuff. Woo I am curious to see what it will be. First of all, we haven't introduced ourselves. So I'm Matthew. I had just a urge to do a podcast with two of my best mates. And we're going to just talk about movies. We love movies. We all love movies. We love making movies. We love everything about it. So... And how about you guys introduce yourselves? Hey, what up? I'm Drew, otherwise known to some as Naughty Bear Freak, the gamer. And my name is Dean, other known as Skin and Bones, because I ain't got that much meat on my bones. That's awesome. And yeah, Drew has a gaming channel. Dean is a rapper. He's killing the rap game. Watch out, Eminem. Yeah, I'll really... I'll really take over on the rap game. Yeah, yeah. So, just how you guys been? How you guys been? I've been good. I've been good. I actually just recently wrote a song. I recently, you heard it, a Skin and Bones mm-hmm. song. It's unreleased to the public, but I would not take Skin and Bones music as seriously as you take Eminem music, in all honesty. It's supposed to be lightless and just for fun. I mean, who takes Eminem serious, though? Yeah, good point. I take Eminem serious. All right, Drew, how have you been? Oh, I've been great. I've been great. Uh, you know, just working on a Call of Duty Cold War video in the meantime, and hopefully going to land a uh, video editing job pretty soon here. So that's hype. Yeah, didn't you just quit your job at the donut place? Oh, yeah, I did, baby. It was, uh, I, it made me very happy. Good luck on getting your W-2s. Hey, thanks, man. All right. And with that, let's get into some questions. So first question, what are some of your favorite movies? Let's just go around, do top three. Drew, you want to start us out? Sure. Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick a top three, but I, if I had to choose some, definitely love The Thing. Um, my good buddy Matthew introduced me to that movie. I love that movie. Also, big fan of Shutter Island. That's a great, great movie very psychological and i also love the saw movies just as a series pretty great do you have a favorite saw movie that's really hard i mean i'm kind of nostalgic for the first one but i feel like two is really high up there for me as far as the series i think i agree with that i think two might be my favorite all right dean you got a top three for us it might be sort of a top four, and that's just because one of my top three movies is one that oh. I always loved. It's pretty much what pulled me into movies. And if, weirdly enough, that would be the movie Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey. That's because I, would, I was, for one, not allowed to watch it when I was little, but I would get to watch it when it would come on the TV because they cut it for the children. I just seeing Jim Carrey so animated and all that, it really got me into it pretty much got me into watching movies. That's when I started watching Ace Ventura. And then obviously I eventually split away from Jim Carrey. And I started watching all this other stuff. Um, I would say my other two movies, f- 
first thing that came to mind other than that was No Country for Old Men. I'm mm. very interested in the villain Anton Churg of that movie. He's very, very mysterious. He doesn't really give off a lot directly, but if you watch it and really think about it, you can kind of peel his banana peel away. Interesting analogy. Yep, yep. Peel his banana peel? Yeah, so, like, you know, he's the banana and the peel's, like, hiding everything inside. And if you watch the movie closely and, like, see how he reacts to different things, you're kind of peeling the banana peel away and seeing who he could really be, what his motives are. But even then, it's still kind of a mystery. I could keep watching that movie. And other than that, what came to mind was the movie Lighthouse, because I really like to see... If you can't tell, I'm really into the psychological factor of stuff. And in the lighthouse, you can really see someone go from, I just got to make the money, I'll get this job over with, and they really turn into something else by the end of the movie, I tell you. <laughs> something else, for sure. What I meant by saying maybe four movies was, I would say now, as far as like, because Jim Carrey obviously is what got me into movies if I could replace Bruce Almighty, it would probably be with Man on the Moon, because I just think he did a phenomenal job at basically impersonating Andy Kaufman, almost exactly how he was when he was alive. That's awesome. Well, first, I want to go through my top three real quick. Number three, uh, The Emperor's New Groove. I think it's just the funniest movie ever made. Cracks me up every time. I the like Phenomenal stuff. Great cast. Great animation. Just Mwah, chef's kiss. Another one of my favorites is Django Unchained. It's epic in every proportion. I can't think of a, a movie that describes the word epic more. Like, it's just... Love the characters. It's it's just... It holds your attention. It's long, but it holds your attention the whole time. Just phenomenal. And number one, uh, Spider-Man 2. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. This movie is, uh, it's an experience for me. I, it, it ascends film and I'm not saying that ironically, I genuinely just love this movie. I will definitely recommend it on the show someday, but as for now, all you get to know is that it's, it's just my favorite movie ever. You said Spider-Man 2? Spider-Man 2, yes. specifically. Sam Raimi. Like, so the, the original second Spider-Man movie. Yeah, Sam Raimi. That yes. was... That was a classic. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it is. I think the whole trilogy is just perfect, but that's a conversation for another day. And leading off Dean's love for Jim Carrey, I want to delve into that a bit more, which with people in the industry who inspire you. So, Dean, you want to talk more about Jim Carrey or anyone else that inspires you? Well, there was two people I wanted to say who inspire me, and Jim Carrey obviously was one. And I think what really stood out to me was the whole fact that back in the day when I was watching, he still, he just obviously isn't as much in the movie industry. Like, he's kind of popping back out with the Sonic movies and such, but it seemed like he fell through, or at least I wasn't seeing much of him for a solid chunk of time. Um, That could be because I know he's doing a lot of artwork and such, but... As a kid seeing him, I could see how animated he was. His smile was so toxic in a good way. Like, if he was smiling, everybody else was smiling. If he was being wacky, not saying everybody else was wacky, but it made me want to be wacky seeing him be wacky. He was always fun to watch, and I think if I just even wanted to just improve my day, I'd just put on a Jim Carrey movie. Other than Jim Carrey, it'd probably be Dick Van Dyke, who... 
weird enough is I'm pretty sure Jim Carrey's at least one of his inspirations. And I'm pretty sure when Jim Carrey met Dick, Dick Van Dyke, he was like trying to get his attention, but he didn't really know who Jim Carrey was. And he's like, don't you know who I am? Uh, no, uh, it's kind of a big deal, but you're like my idol. And I'm pretty sure Dick Van Dyke was just like, okay, which was funny to me. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So Dick Van Dyke, Jim Carrey, and you're you're kind of endgame in the film industry is you wanna you wanna act, right? So that's where yeah. that comes from. Yeah, you said I was a rapper earlier. That's probably my smallest thing I do. I'm not even that great of a rapper. If anything, I go for acting. I love to write. I sing. I'd like to try and write music. I'm kind of all over the place. That's awesome, man. And Drew, Drew, you got anyone that inspires you? Well, of course, a couple directors that definitely inspire me are uh, John Carpenter, for sure, and my boy Edgar Wright, who made the movie Baby Driver and Shaun of the Dead and movies like that. He's very good with, uh, what I love about him is that he's very good with including music in his movies and like timing stuff to the music, you know, events in the movies. And I, I personally love that. I think music and Film are like peanut butter and jelly. They belong together. I was going to say, who was that first guy you mentioned? John Carpenter. Um, like he directed The Thing and um, also oh, the Halloween it's... movies. Sounds yeah. like a good director. Yeah, big horror movie director. And I'm a big fan of horror. And an, an actor that really inspires me is Jesse Eisenberg. He's one of my favorites. Mm. Love him. And uh, <laughs> like... One thing I love about him, this doesn't even have to do with his acting, but he gets most of his clothes that he wears from film sets that he's been a part of, and he just keeps his wardrobe from the film set, which is pretty awesome. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that if I, yeah, if I right? were Pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, those are some of my inspirations. Sweet. And and what's your what's your long game in the film industry? What do you want to be? You know, man, I want to do just about everything, but there's some certain niche things that I definitely want to fulfill firstly, which would be uh, video editing. I feel like I'm pretty good at that. Uh, I love to edit and you, you can really just focus when you get in the zone of editing. And I do love acting, honestly. I just don't do enough of it. But whenever we're making short films, I love acting. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. A couple of my inspirations... Obviously, I mentioned him before, Sam Raimi. As a director, I think he has just such a unique style. I love it. Yeah, great man. We shook his hand. We shook his hand. Yeah, we've met Sam Raimi, which was a experience beyond experiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so directing-wise, and that's what I'd love to be, director, and I love editing. Well, and... As far as editor goes, it's hard to find someone as an inspiration since the point of being an editor, I think, you've done your job well when people don't notice your job. Yeah, true. People only notice when there's bad editing. Yeah, or if it's like really elaborate visual effects. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And I, I think that being said, an uh, editor inspiration of mine is definitely uh sally menke i think i pronounced her name right she is mostly known she worked with like quentin tarantino on all his earlier films until she tragically passed away in 2010 but 
the style of her editing, it's shown through all those movies. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, they're all just so unique in the way they're built. And you notice it. You notice it. So Definitely. Those are inspirations for all of us. And I want to bring it back to basics with next question, which is uh, how do we all meet? How did, how did this come to be? Uh, that's a good question. Way back to middle school, pretty much. I think yeah, first I remember does. is me meeting Drew in sixth grade because somebody started a rumor right next to us that I got a girl pregnant in yeah. sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was just ruining kinda, me. That was one of the things we first bonded over for sure. But yeah, definitely just sitting next to each other in that class. We were talking all the time and I was like, this is a pretty cool kid. One, some of us introduced us to the other, though. I'm pretty sure I met Matt because we had lockers right next to each other. Really? Yeah, we had we had lockers right next to each other, either eight. <laughs> I don't know about maybe. First time I remember meeting you guys was at a mutual friend's birthday party. Yeah, that was like the first time we really hung out. But I mean, Matt, I kind of knew you like. Yeah, I knew you guys, but we didn't like. Yeah, we weren't out. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, right from there, the first night we hung out, we like made video. Like that's yeah. just, yes. that's we what planned to make together. a whole channel at that point. Which exactly that, that channel that, did not take off. But it was middle school, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and here we are. So that's incredible. Here we are. Yeah. So and. Moving up from that is like, what are some projects that you've worked on that you're just really stinking proud of? I mean, for me personally, I worked on a script and a short film that I created called Trick, which it's it's not great by any means. I don't uh, love it. I would change a million things about it, but the way that it came together where I just poured my heart into the script and people, the community just dove in on this. Like people love to help on this thing. Got to work with some fantastic people. And I think all things considered, it came out on Halloween, short horror film on Halloween with some awesome people attached to it. I couldn't be prouder of it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think the best part about trick was the script that was good writing i enjoyed being in trick yeah, yeah you're the head actor you're the lead you when's did, uh, trick two huh trick two <laughs> is uh work in progress all right all right yeah and besides that like little edits i've done here and there i have i believe it's my most viewed video on youtube is a video called grief which is just like oh. a two minute long edit of uh, season five of Samurai Jack, which I love Samurai Jack. Nice. Uh, yeah. And just fun things like that. I, uh, some things I'm proud of, uh, definitely proud of some of my gaming videos, of course. Uh, Naughty Bear Freak uh, made a couple Rec Room videos I'm real proud of, and me and Dean are going to be making those VR videos together oh, yeah. now, which oh, is yeah. exciting. Uh, nice. Definitely, as far as like actual short films and stuff go, though, I am proud of you know all the work we've done on dial-up pictures, uh, especially uh, <laughs> I Gotta Piss. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
in our new one um two potheads stuck in basement that's a that's a hit you know oh yeah oh yeah um but i i definitely think that we just have uh we do have a lot of all of us have a lot of potential to take this channel in new direction so i feel like there will always be projects that i'm uh proud of and will continue to be proud of your naughty bear freak channel what is your favorite video on that channel i think so far probably uh the first the first vr video i made which was my rec room video okay either that or my overwatch one it's really hard to pick between those i was gonna say i overwatch might be my favorite yeah that one was really good just because it included like our whole friend group in it and Mm -hmm. yeah it was that one was fun like I said before, I'm kind of all over the place, and I guess my favorite public projects, like projects that have been seen by the public, um, I know I was recently, kind of recently, pretty much this whole pandemic through anything live show off the wall for a while, so of the last show I was in, I... I actually played a Nazi, kind of crazy enough. Um, it was in a show called Number the Stars, and I was playing an officer, and it was about... About this family trying to escape? Yeah, the... I, yeah. I, I was trying to think of what the countries were. I can't think of it on top oh, of my head, but it's like a family... Poland? I think it might be Poland to Sweden, something like that. But I'm the guy, I get in like the I get in the way at one point, and I slap someone. It was very... You, slap a, you slap a woman. Yeah, I did. I did. Your performance was excellent to say. It the was least. scripted, or at least told by the director to do it. After you improvised it at rehearsal. Huh? <laughs> After you improvised it at rehearsal. Yeah. It, did I? They added it to the script. Yeah. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> but uh, other than that show, um, I said I was really into writing. I've recently purchased a typewriter from 1939 um, because I wanted that to match. I, I'm i into the old cars, um, match my style. But I've been typing scripts on that typewriter. I've had a book idea I've been working on. I don't even want to explain the idea because there's aspects to the book that I really kind of want to keep to myself till it's released because it's a very psychologically based book that's very History. intense. Probably going to be very gory. Um, not supposed to be just to be like, hey, it's gory. It's supposed to just be very psychological when you read it. Supposed um, to elicit emotion. Right, yeah. So what I want, I, what I want everyone to do who's listening to this, I want you to tweet at Dean and predict what his book's going to be about. All right, if you want. <laughs> uh, and whoever gets it spot on, Dean will give you a hundred dollars that's a hey, dean promise. no 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 that's not a dean promise that's that's a dean promise. that's a map right. promise with somebody else's money that's what that is <laughs> he'll give you the deed to his house he'll give you the deed to his house and his his trash rat yeah i other than the writing i also do a little bit of music and such but i feel like i've touched on a lot of what i've done already yeah, yeah, you've you get your hands on a little bit of everything, Dean. You're always Which, I would say one of my weaknesses is my creativity is too large and it causes me to move from one project to another before even finishing the first project. <laughs> well, speaking of projects and working on them, what made you want to get into this? What made you want to pursue this? I would say personally what got me into all of this other than seeing Jim Carrey and all that 
I've just noticed as I was growing up, I mean, I was a wacky kid. I'd do wacky things. Sometimes when I do a wacky thing, people would laugh. And I noticed when the people would laugh, it'd make me feel good. And so as I grew up, I just started to keep the wackiness and the lankiness and the creativity. And just I'm always constantly trying to think of a way to not exactly make someone laugh. I love to make people laugh. But all in all, I essentially want to entertain people at the least. I want people yeah. to be able to find an escape through my work. And I don't I I could really do this podcast for years and years and we don't even get anywhere with it and I would still be doing it each week just because I imagine somebody out there is listening to it and enjoying what they're hearing and we're making their whole day. Maybe they had a bad day and they're like, "Oh, there's a new episode of Dial Up Movie Club" and they put it on. And it improves yeah. their whole day. Just listen to that. Yeah. It's, it, as long as this can reach one person, we've done our job. Yeah, very true. Much agreed. Or that goes with anything you make, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. Yeah. All right, Drew, you? Uh, I actually really wanted to get into making video games for a while. Um, so I went and I checked out our local tech center um and was seeing what classes i might want to take there and i sat down in the video game class and uh like one of the first things that the teacher was saying was like it is near impossible to make it into this industry uh you, it, making video games is very complicated and making money off them is even harder and i was like oh i don't know if i want that <laughs> i think i was sitting in the same class as you when they said that and i yeah, thought the i same think you thing. were too <laughs> yeah yeah I was just like, uh, I also had media communications on my list of things to check out, though. So I, I went and checked because I knew that I liked making like short films with friends growing up. And uh, I got in there and I was like, wow, this actually seems really fun. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine doing it as like a profession. And that's when it kind of dawned on me, like, you know, I should be doing it as a profession. So now I'm attending a film school and, you know, we're making short films and stuff. And I'm trying to build up my... Uh, reel of content so that I just can kind of show off my skills and yeah. I mean, if you enjoy your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Wow. True. Gandhi said that. I don't know who said that. It wasn't me originally. Somebody, I think Levi told me. Oh, okay. okay. And Gandhi told Levi? And Gandhi told Levi. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, for me, it was. It was growing up and you have these cameras and you you make little things with your friends and it just grew to a point where, and I'm, you're going to hear this name a lot, if you're doing a podcast, listening to a podcast with me, watching in theaters, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. I think that's when it hit me, that it's like, this is what I want to do, to be able to... You, you can make the silly videos in your backyard of shooting each other with Nerf guns, but to add a story to that, to, to oh, tell yeah. a story that uh, can move people, can you like horror movies? Drew, me, we want to make horror. You can, yeah. you can mess with people's emotions through this. You can scare them. You can make people cry. You can make people laugh. You can create what generally already doesn't exist. Yeah, you can make it exist yeah. in a it's, sense. 
we were talking about in um, one of my classes today how like film itself is kind of like uh, some form of hypnotism because you can essentially, yeah, invoke emotions in people and make them feel things they wouldn't have otherwise thought, you know? It's literally magic. It is. It is. It's literally magic. Like, the fact that two years ago, I was sitting in a theater, bawling my eyes out over a fictional character using <laughs> six magic space stones to snap an alien army out of existence? For real. What, what are we talking about here? This is insane that something so in, so mythical can move people. and. Yeah. Just watching that and uh, wanting to be in that world now. So that's what I think really got me into it. I would say I'd like to add to mine. Um, it, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound selfish or anything, but other than obviously I enjoy entertaining other people. But now that you got me in that whole, I don't know, I was hearing you talking and I was kind of reminiscing really is enjoyable for me to become another character like i absolutely love yeah. having the chance to be someone else i love that about acting the greatest for me i think the greatest feeling that i've always had would be when you're on stage for me it's comedies when you're on stage and you do something funny and you hear the whole crowd laugh that was i still i want to be experiencing that pretty much for the rest of my life. And I hope to, especially once the pandemic's over, because that's kind of put a roadblock and everything lately. Yep. Yep. It's, yeah, it's like you said, the feeling that you can do that to people. And the best actors aren't pretending to be a character. They are becoming that character. And that's yeah. the fun of it. Yeah. No, it probably, honestly, it probably would feel more like work if you weren't becoming the character because you're just standing there being like a oh, man i hope these people believe me but if yeah. you actually become the character like you are that person you don't even have to like worry about it essentially because yeah. you're already that person do what they would do yeah a good point and we talked about our inspirations and this might just be a repeat question but if you could have anyone be a guest on our show talk about a movie that they recommend who is your dream guest on the Dial-Up Movie Club? I, I, I love this guy. Uh, he's not like one of my favorite actors, but I feel like it would be just, it would be a dandy time to have Willem Dafoe be on uh, our podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be a good one. So great. Yeah, that, that would, yeah, that would be I, a, I started a podcast and a half. I started this company. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, you got a, a dream guess? Oh, it would just be Jim Carrey again. I gotta be yeah. I gotta meet that man before he goes. Sorry if I'm annoying you, Jim Carrey, but the <laughs> letters are gonna keep coming. I don't care if you keep sending me signed pictures of you. I need to see you. Uh tell them that story, Dean. They don't know that story. Oh yes, yeah. so it all started out, I mean, obviously I've liked Jim Carrey for a long, long time, and it all started out when I graduated high school, and I was like, I remember looking at my brother's friend who invited Chuck Norris to their graduation, and I was like, man, 
I want it. I want something like that. I'm going to invite Jim Carrey to my graduation. And I wrote a letter to Jim Carrey saying how much he's inspired me and all this. I've probably forgotten most of it by now. And I stuck a ticket to my graduation in there and I sent it out. Two years later, I get a response in the mail, and it's a letter from Jim Carrey, and I could not believe it. I was in a truck with my coworkers, and my, dex- my dad texted me a picture of a letter from Jim Carrey, and I was like, oh! and I went right home, and it was a picture. No, no letter included. It was just, the letter was opened, so I don't know if that first one had anything else in it. Somebody opened it before it got delivered to me. But either way, all I had was a picture, and it says, Spank you very much, uh, signed Jim Carrey. I'm pretty sure it's a like pre-print. I don't think it's actually signed, in all honesty. Yeah, I think it's probably just print. And I got that, and no letter, and I was kind of hoping for at least a letter. And I'm probably annoying him. Like I'm going to admit to that. I probably am annoying him. But I don't send another letter until I get something back. So there's at least that limit. If he doesn't want letters, then he's got to stop sending me stuff back. But So I got that first picture, and I said, wow, this is great. I'm going to frame it and put it on my wall, but I still got to meet him. So I wrote another letter, sent it out, and that was probably a year ago. And this year, I just got my second letter from him, opened it up. It's the same thing. So I'm pretty much thinking I'm going to repackage that picture, send it back saying, you sent me this by mistake. And <laughs> basically just pretty much restate myself that uh, we got to meet Jim Carrey. Hey, now I, now I can say him, we got man. a podcast now. Yeah, keep doing it. It'll work. It'll work. Keep bugging him. We'll get him on. And we can talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie with him. Yes. The little blue bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream that's the actual dream yeah yeah, yeah. phenomenal dream guest for me i just think he'd be really fun on the show is bruce campbell i would love yeah to have bruce campbell come on the show and uh he could just insult us the entire time yeah uh, i'd probably just oh wait it's a podcast i probably wouldn't be seeing him i was gonna say i'd probably just be stuck looking at him like that's bruce campbell it's <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Maybe, maybe someday, if the podcast took off and we had our own recording studio, then maybe you would see him. But yeah, yeah, he'd sit right next to you and yeah, put his hand on your shoulder. I want his hand on my thigh. Uh, oh. Don't get my hopes up, man. All right, <laughs> let's get a few more questions in. Where does where does dial up come from? What what is dial up? Um. Well, I remember I was just brainstorming names uh, and I, you know, I thought of dial up Internet and I was like, that sounds like I don't know. It's unique. I mean, not many people talk about dial up Internet anymore. So that we were all together that day. Pretty. Yeah, we were all together. We were all thinking we were just spitting out things. And we the three of us, we have a very we love retro stuff like Dean. Obviously, he's all about the vintage. Yeah, I'm very Drew and I. We love our 80s synth and stuff. So we we knew we had to do something old school, eye catching, ear catching, if you will. And I think dial up just like it's old, like even young people know what it is. It, I'd love to say it has some super spiritual significance to us, but in reality, it just sounds really cool. 
Yeah, yeah. That is the reality. If you don't know what dial-up is, just look up dial-up tone, and you'll probably know what that sound is. Yeah, for sure. What are you guys' hobbies outside of film? Ooh, I mean, pretty much film, like film photography. Outside of... Oh, oh, photography. Sorry. <laughs> I almost yelled at you. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, you like photography. You're writing. If we're sticking to me, yeah, it's just it's the film photography, writing. I picked up a Fender Telecaster guitar I've been learning to play recently. Um, I gotta get back to learning to that. It's been probably a month since I picked it up. I gotta pick that back up. But really into classic cars. I had a 68 Mustang and a 79 Mercury Monarch. Sorry I had to say it. Um, but I, when the pandemic hit, I found this... Oh, it's beautiful. It's a 42 DeSoto Deluxe. And I was able to trade mm. those two cars for that car. Honestly, I was very lucky because my cars were not worth that car. And I think the guys even knew that. And my dad, who was with me, heard them whispering to each other because they, ha- they, they had to have a moment to talk alone. And my dad was kind of listening in. And he said, I probably only got the car because of my honesty about my own cars. They just appreciate that honesty, I guess. So, people out there, honesty is the best policy. Yeah. Drew, what are your hobbies? Oh, man. I have too many hobbies for my own good. Um, I also love to shoot uh, film photos. Uh, lots of fun. And I like to snowboard. I like to longboard. I rock climb. Um, I used to do martial arts. I want to get back into that at some point. Uh, like to exercise, you know, definitely big gamer, of course, couldn't go without mentioning gaming. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty adventurous dude. I love just trying new things, doing things outdoors for sure. Like I love hiking and exploring and seeing new places, but yeah, I, you know, I would, I would just, I love trying new stuff. You'll try, you'll try anything once. Try anything once. That's yep. You're right. That is. That is kind of my motto. I'll try anything once. Anything. I want everyone to tweet at Drew something he should try once, and he will say whether or not he will try it or not. The top voted one. He yeah, has yeah, to I have to try it. All right, all right. <laughs> and for me, it like we all like we go on these photography runs um every couple weekends so that's always nice i do like taking photos video gaming for me is a big one love it love uh spending time with friends family girlfriend uh i love drawing that's something i've been trying to get back into hell yeah i forgot to mention art too i yeah i'm definitely into art i don't mean to shoot you down matthew but it's Uh a positive thing so that's good um your art, I can remember back in middle school, it was awful. But I have seen you, you've been pretty much drawing ever since then. Like, you haven't given up. And I can tell it is improving. Like, you would be the example I'd give people by just saying, you just got to keep practicing and you'll get better. Dang. Thanks, Dean. That means a lot to me. Welcome. That was really sweet. I appreciate you, Matthew. I appreciate Aww, you too, I appreciate Drew. you, buddy. Aw, thanks. The well, love is real, guys. Now I don't feel as appreciated. <laughs>
Well, we you can't get everything. Let's bring it back to movies <laughs> for a second. What's what's your favorite way to watch a movie? Like theater, home, on your on your iPod shuffle? I I mean my favorite is by far IMAX. IMAX experience, best experience. I don't do it often because um them IMAX tickets be hella pricey. I'm invested in IMAX. Do you do the D-Box? D-Box IMAX? Is that uh, a thing? I haven't done D-Box at IMAX. I've just done that at like a celebration cinema, but I would give it a shot, honestly. I mean, D-Box is weird. It's definitely weird, but it's kind of enjoyable. Like, I mean, I kind of do like it sometimes. I don't know. It just, it adds another element to the movie. It's cool. I watched The Hunger Games in D-Box, and the highlight was when they kiss, the seat vibrated. They added that. Oh, man. You were all part of the love. I I saw the Avengers in D-Box, and that was a pretty good Oh, wait, the first Avengers? The first one, yeah. Oh, nice. I saw um, Infinity War in D-Box. That was probably a great one. Oh wait, no, we saw Endgame together. I don't think we saw Infinity War together. No, I think, I don't only think we else. did. Well, yeah, it was Endgame we saw. You saw Infinity War without me because you didn't want me talking in your ear the whole time. I mean, that checks out. Yeah, I was talking about that. That's yeah, well, uh, I think before. Out. I think we watched whatever Marvel movie it was before at Infinity War, and we, then that taught Matt Captain he didn't want to. Yeah, and that taught yeah, Matt he I, didn't want to watch Infinity War with me. <laughs> I remember I had to, I invited a I invited someone to go watch Civil War again after we went to see it specifically just so I could actually watch the movie because walking out of the theater that first time I left with absolutely nothing. <laughs> Dang. Sorry, not to knock you down, Dean. Oh, this sounds familiar. It sounds, but if I ever have to point at someone and say who talks the most during a movie, I point at you. I would just um, say this guy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first, Dean, did you say what your favorite way to watch a movie is? Oh, I I don't think I did, but I would. I no, might not be a surprise, but. A drive-in theater. Something about driving up in that car and just staying in your car. Seeing the screen. Maybe you got a friend or someone who's more than a friend right next to you. And you know you're Ooh. enjoying the film or maybe you're not even enjoying the film, you know? Ooh! Wait. Oh! I was going to ask for you to elaborate, but I think I, I think I pieced it together. I think... Yeah, I remember I fell asleep at a drive-in once to later be woken up with a flashlight in my face at two in the morning. Someone telling me, sir, the movie's over. And I like I was in a truck and I sat up. There was everybody was gone. It was kind of crazy, in all honesty, because it was like a blink. Uh, yeah, you guys remember when we went to see Spider-Man Homecoming? At a oh, yeah. yeah. And Dean talked the entire time. He didn't see the the most important part that we kept hyping up the whole time. Dean what was that part? The whole time. The door and then part. was confused yeah. when the twist happens. Yeah. There's a twist. Yeah. Oh, anyway, exactly. my favorite way to watch a movie. I think if you would have asked me a few months ago, I would have said I love watching it at home now. You know, 
I love the whole straight to streaming, but going back to a theater for the first time in over a year, seeing Godzilla versus Kong, it was spiritual. <laughs> like, I it's, bet. It, I think just movie theater, it's just the way to go. Like, it is. And I rewatched Godzilla versus. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched Godzilla versus Kong on my laptop, and as just like. This isn't right. It no, isn't it right. Hit. It doesn't hit. Once you go to theater, it's just there's no other way. And I think even going back, I there was a anniversary event for Alien uh, that they showed in theaters, and that was one of my favorite theater experiences. Like any movie you watch it in theater, just mwah, better. You know, it kind of makes sense because you guys obviously don't talk as much as I do during a movie and you guys are favorite areas are in the theater. Whereas I uh, like the area where you happen to be with a bunch of people in a car where you probably are going to maybe say something. Yeah. You, you like the non-judgmental areas. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where people, people aren't going to get mad. Yeah. Yeah. I can talk all oh. I want. And expanding on that question is the next one. What's your best theater experience? Oh, that's hard. Best theater experience. I, I can go first if you want, because I got yeah, go for it. Uh, opening night, IMAX Endgame was beyond comprehension. Like, packed theater. There were people cosplaying. And I got a free ticket, so it was free, so that's even better. And just getting to hear the opening night gasps, the cries, just everything, the cheers. It was, it just felt like a community that just got done with a 10-year-long journey with those movies. Yeah, and I remember at the end of it, I heard someone say there was no post-credit scene, like there typically are in Marvel movies. So I sat through the whole thing, waiting for the post credit scene, even though I heard there wasn't one, and there wasn't one. So then we get out, and I'm one of the last people leaving. And when I get out, I see they're handing out these awesome IMAX Avengers Endgame posters. And I go up to grab oh. one, and someone swipes the last one oh. right in front of me. Oh, man, you got no. robbed. I think Bro. about that on a nightly basis, that if I had left before and not waited for a post-credit scene hey, that I knew oh, didn't yeah. exist, <laughs> no, I would have gotten traumatized. traumatized. <laughs> I think about it every night. But it's also the best experience, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys got one? I got one. I don't know if it's, like, my top of all time. This is just what I've remembered, uh, first thing I thought of. But... Honestly, the first time I saw Hacksaw Ridge in theaters, and it's specifically at the scene pretty much where the, the Americans are all, United States, uh, what, however you want to say it, they're all walking up the ridge. It seems like everybody's gone, and then they're like kind of up to, oh, they're really sneaking, and it's super quiet, and everybody's just kind of on the edge of the seat, and... Then suddenly, this one um, Japanese soldier who was seemed like he was dead, he just lurches up and he's screaming, and right from then, all hell breaks loose. 
people getting ripped apart, bombs everywhere, bullets. It was probably one of the most shocking World War scenes I ever saw. And the fact I was in the theater and I had all that ambience around me, it was intense, to say the least. And when it finished up, everybody was silent. Because I'm pretty sure it was opening night the first time I saw it. Because I saw it three times in theaters. Everybody was silent. Like, nobody could even, like, have any words for what the hell just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. It was. was. Oh, yeah. So, um... I'm going to there's a couple experiences that I had when I was younger and I don't really remember them, but I think they're still really notable because I just remember like I remember it was a good experience. I just don't remember the experience as an entirety, you know, but Iron Man, when that first came out, very first Iron Man, uh, that was like one of my favorite movies at the time. I was so hyped about that. It was so cool to see in theaters. Um, Same goes for The Dark Knight. That was just, you know, that was awesome. That's like the pinnacle of. You saw Dark Knight in theaters? Yeah, dude, I did. That's awesome. Yeah, it was sweet. I honestly, that was one of my favorites. Um, but also, one of the ones that I do remember better because I was a little older for this um, was seeing uh, Wreck It Ralph in theaters because uh, my dad got tickets to an early screening um somehow like i think he won them like over the radio or something so we got to see it before it even released and i just remember i was so excited and then it ended up being so good and i loved it i was like oh one of my favorite animated movies now (laughs) was there anything do you remember anything in it that was different like after it was released like do you think maybe they maybe have merged something or changed something up before they officially released it that you got to see no, I don't uh, think we were like guinea pigs or anything for some dang. sort of uh, But I mean, that would have been cool, honestly. Still <laughs> cool you great. got to see it before release, though. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, I know. It was Through, As someone who also saw uh, Wreck-It Ralph in theaters, I want to talk for just a second about how hard the shut up and drive scene goes. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, honestly, that slapped. That was like... As soon as that started playing, I was like, this is it. This is the movie of the year. That, what happened? That, I don't know if I remember that. It's it's like just a training montage of the girl learning to drive the go-kart, but it's but set to the the Rihanna. Is it Rihanna? Yeah, it's Rihanna. Is that the that, one that's like, shut up and drive. Yeah, drive, yeah. Drive. And that Dude. song just starts blaring in the theater, and it's... That's exactly what I'm talking about earlier. Like, uh, cinema and music, peanut butter and jelly, man. Like, they belong peanut butter together. Peanut and jelly, it all it came full circle, man. Dang. All right. That's, that's all I got for questions, but I do want to oh, just nice. some rule setting type things, or just kind of how this is going to go, is we have a wheel that we're going to spin each month, and that's going to kind of decide our theme of the month. And we had a predetermined game of who gets to pick which movies in what order. And the order that it came to was me, Drew, Dean, and then our guest, which will be different each month. Maybe some returning guests later on. But for the first month, the theme is Wild Card, which is just we get to choose whatever. It's the first month. We're going to learn with you guys. It's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. 
Sounds yeah. like it's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. And it's my turn to pick the first movie. And it's wild card month. And I think throughout the course of this entire conversation, I was thinking about what I want the the first movie of the show to be. Where this direction will go. And I think I'm settling. Not settling. Not settling. That's a oh bad my God, word. say it already. What is this it? Is, what is, it? is killing me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are you guys ready? I am ready than ever. The first movie that I, Matthew, am deciding on is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the original 2002 Spider-Man movie. First one. The first one. Okay, okay. So, I haven't seen what, that what in a guys, while. I'm when's the last hyped. time you've seen that movie? Me? I was, pro- I was probably... <clears throat> Latest would be early high school, in all honesty, I want to oh, say. Oh, bro. I, I, last time I saw that was, I, I'm pretty sure, back in like middle school or earlier, and I would have only just seen really? it on TV by chance. I want to say middle oh school. I'm just giving myself the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> like, this... I probably didn't understand what was going on, in all honesty. <laughs> So join us next time where we will discuss Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2002 and watch the movie. Join the discussion. Yeah, if you watch the movie beforehand, you'll be right on track with what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. You'll join the discussion. You can follow Dial-Up Movie Club on Twitter at Dial Club. You can find that on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400. You can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400. You can find me on Instagram at Matman2400. You can find my YouTube at Pure Fission. They're all different. It's confusing, I know. Stick with me. Drew, where can we find you online? Oh, you can find me just about anywhere uh, under the name Naughty Bear Freak. That would mean YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, just about everything. And you will find me. I'm not I'm not all over the place on the Internet. But if you want to find me, I do have an Instagram page that's just pretty much it's just Dean Calkins, all one word. Uh, Calkins is C-A-L-K-I-N-S. And other than that... Probably the only other thing I can really think of is you'll see me on dial-up pictures videos. Yeah, YouTube dial-up pictures. Yes, of course, YouTube dial-up pictures. How could I forget? All right, I think that does it for this week. You got anything else to say, guys? Uh, nothing I... except I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped. I'm going to be watching Spider-Man. Yeah! <laughs> this is the start <laughs> of a journey. And so, join the club. Subscribe. To wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever, we're there. And tune in next week where the three of us will be discussing Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. We will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. See you next time. <laughs>